Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about words that are hard to pronounce. There are some words in the English language that are difficult to pronounce. You look at the spelling of the word and it's even with the letters in front of you, it's hard to know how to say the word. There are some words on this list that are hard for me to pronounce even though I'm a native English speaker. Um but uh, and there's a few that I actually pronounce wrong and I'll talk about that as well. There's a few words, there's about two or three words on this list that have alternate pronunciations depending on maybe what you're talking about like a city name uh or how you were raised and taught to say the word wrong. So, I will make sure I highlight that as well. Um but once again, welcome to this English lesson on hard to pronounce words. I think you'll enjoy it. Stethoscope. Stethoscope. I'm gonna try and say each word twice and then I'll try to give you some hints on how to pronounce it slowly. So, a stethoscope. Steth a scope. If you break the word into three parts, steth a scope. Um is how it's pronounced. This is the thing that the doctor uses to listen to your heart. So, the doctor will put the two pieces in their ear and then they will listen to your chest or they'll listen on your back. They might also use it to listen to your lungs. When a doctor uses a stethoscope, they're able to check your heart rate. They're able to hear if you have fluid in your lungs. Maybe you have a bit of pneumonia. So, they'll they'll use a stethoscope in order to check that. By the way, I was watching um the show Jeopardy the other day and the final answer was stethoscope and I didn't actually know how to spell it because if you listen stethoscope, it almost sounds like it has the letter A in it but it doesn't. It's stethoscope but it is an O. So, a stethoscope, something that a doctor uses to check your heart and to check your lungs. Squirrel. This is on the list of English words that are the most difficult to pronounce for people learning English. A squirrel is a small rodent creature type creature that there's a lot of them here. I surprised I didn't see a squirrel this morning. So, if I say it slowly, squirrel, squirrel. Um if I say it quickly, it's almost hard harder to say squirrel squirrel. It almost it's like we crunch the word together. Um but yes, squirrels run around in the fall and they collect acorns and other nuts from trees and they hide them everywhere so that in the winter they have something to eat. We have a lot of squirrels on our farm. They live in the trees behind the house and funny story, we once had a family of squirrels living in the roof of our house. And it took me about a month to uh to get them out of there. Eventually, we figured out how they were getting in. A squirrel had chewed a hole and we waited until all of the squirrels left in the morning to go get their food and then we blocked up all the holes and they weren't able to come back. But squirrel, another hard to say English word. Rural. So, listen how I say it. Rural. I almost don't say the two syllables. By the way, rural refers to out in the countryside. You can live in the city which is considered an urban area or you can live in the country which is considered a rural area. So, let me say it slowly. Rural. 
sounds weird when I say it a whole bunch of times. I live in a rural area. I live out in the country. I get my mail delivered in a vehicle. There's a mail truck that comes and brings the mail. I don't have a mailman uh deliver my mail or a postal worker. So, I live in a rural location. When I go for a walk, I see fields. I see animals. I see trees because I live out in the country. I live in a rural location. Sixth. So, there are a bunch of people in line here. Let me count them. Yeah, I did pick a picture with six people. I'm assuming the girl on the other end is first in line and then second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. So, six is a number. When you add a TH, you're referring to what comes after the fifth person. So, sixth. Sixth. This is a challenge for some English learners because of the th at the end. It's a challenge for me. The more I think about pronouncing sixth, the harder it is for me to actually pronounce it properly. I have to kind of say it quickly in a sentence. I stood in line to buy Taylor Swift uh concert tickets. I was sixth in line. I was sixth in line. So, it's a very difficult thing to do the X followed by a TH but if you are sixth in line, that means there are five people in front of you. Comfortable. So, this word when you know how to pronounce it is fairly easy but the letters give you a different sense of how of how you might say it. When I sit on the couch behind me, this one here, it's very comfortable. Comfortable. So, the M and F slide together, very comfortable and you don't over pronounce every syllable. It's comfortable. I have this sweater is very comfortable. I enjoy wearing this. It's nice and warm and comfortable. Um the couch is very comfortable. My blue van, the seats are uncomfortable but my red van has very comfortable seats. So, there are a number of sentences using the word comfortable. Okay. Now, this is another one where it's actually, these are Jen's bouquets by the way. It's actually fairly easy to say once you know how to say it but when you look at the word, it can be very hard to figure out how to pronounce it but it's basically bouquet. 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 So, Jen likes to grow flowers and then and then Jen likes to make bouquets out of the flowers. So, when you have a bouquet, it's a bunch of different flowers put together usually held with an elastic and put in some nice paper or even in a nice vase or vase. Two pronunciations there. Um but yes, Jen sells likes to make bouquets. Jen likes to sell bouquets. I'm using the plural a lot. So, let me use the singular. It's nice to give a bouquet to someone on a special occasion, on an anniversary or on Valentine's Day. It's nice to buy someone a bouquet, a bouquet of flowers. Very, very nice gift. Subtle. So, this has a silent B. If you notice, you don't pronounce the B. Subtle refers to when something is just kind of there. Yesterday, I ate some food from a restaurant and the rice had a really subtle uh I think there was just a a small amount of chili powder in it. So, it had a subtle amount of chili flavor. Like just a small tiny amount. So, subtle means just a little bit. So, you can hear subtle. Subtle. There's no B happening here. 
Um and again, I'm not going to pronounce these words wrong as an example. I will always say them correctly but just when you look at the word and you see the B, you do not pronounce the B and we refer to that as a silent letter. It's a silent B. Wednesday. So, this is a weird one because the order of the D and the N get flipped when you say it. I say Wednesday. Wednesday. It's W-E-D-N but I pronounce it like it's W-E-N-D. Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You want me to say that even faster and you can practice that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I almost I almost forgot the order. Wednesday. So, again, this is how we say it and not how we spell it. So, Wednesday. This past Wednesday. What did I do on Wednesday? I can't remember. Oh, I on Wednesday, I made a members only video. Wednesdays with Bob. By the way, if you want to hear the pronunciation of Wednesday, become a member and go listen to one of those videos. Welcome to Wednesdays with Bob. Remember, this isn't an official English. Never mind. I'm not going to say the whole thing. Okay. So, this is an interesting one. If you don't know how to pronounce this, you might say Toronto. I'm going to go to Toronto but we actually say Toronto. 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 So, you notice that the second T does have a D sound. Toronto. If you're from Ontario, you might even say Toronto. I'm going to Toronto. Jen and I went to Toronto the other day to watch the Blue Jays. Um I'm gonna take the go train and I'm gonna go to Toronto tomorrow. So, we really native Ontario English speakers really mush it down. Ontario is the province I'm in but you should say Toronto. Toronto. Some people, if you're from Britain, I hear people from Britain often say, I'm gonna go to Toronto. Toronto and they make the T but in Ontario, we often say Toronto or Toronto. I'm gonna go to Toronto. I said it too many times. It's starting to sound it's starting to sound funny now. I think Eugene is here. Eugene is from Etobicoke and that's close to Toronto. So, he lives close to that city. Espresso. So, this is um oh, by the way, Toronto is a big city close to me. It's one of the biggest cities in Canada. I don't know if it's the biggest. Montreal is big. Toronto is big. Um so, that was a more proper pronunciation there. Toronto. Um it probably all sounds the same to some of you though. Uh espresso, a very uh very, very rich coffee drink. Espresso. When you go to an espresso bar, you can order an espresso comes in a little cup. Uh you can also get a shot of espresso in something else. Maybe you're having milk with a shot of espresso and some sugar in it. Lots of different and fun uh drinks that can be made with coffee and espresso is one of them. I should have put the word cappuccino on here as well. That's a little difficult to pronounce if you just see the word as well. So, this word actually came up in a lesson and the first pronunciation I gave was wrong. This is mischievous. So, this kid has a slingshot and he looks a little bit mischievous but a lot of English speakers will say mischievous which is totally wrong but it's actually how I sometimes say it. So, even a native English speaker can learn to pronounce certain words wrong, okay? So, this kid, he has a little bit of a mischievous look. 
I might say he looks mischievous and that would be wrong but it would still come out. Later today, I'm gonna be talking with my sister. If I had to use this word, there's a chance I would pronounce it wrong but the correct uh, the correct pronunciation, mischievous. Um and that's probably a great picture. Um a kid with a slingshot. I had a slingshot when I was a kid. It was a lot of fun. I liked using it to do target practice and to shoot cans off of the picnic table. Sherbet. So, here's another funny one. So, by the way, sherbet, the French is sorbet. If you see that even on there, it says sorbet, arc-en-ciel, rainbow, sherbet. Um my entire life as a kid, I called this sherbet. I added an R before the T and I wasn't the only one. My parents called this sherbet. They would say, do you want ice cream or sherbet? But the proper pronunciation is sherbet. Again, I'm only giving you incorrect pronunciations if they are somewhat common, okay? Um so, sherbet, um some people love ice cream but some people like something more fruity and with no milk or cream in it. So, they'll eat sherbet instead. Um we often just call it sorbet by the way. We use the French word in Canada probably because we um our country is bilingual but sherbet. Translucent. Found this nice picture. I hope the person who owns it doesn't get mad at me for using it. Um but when you have something that is opaque, light can get through a little bit but you can't see through it. When it's translucent, it's like looking through fog a little bit. So, this middle window is translucent. You can sort of see through it but not as clear as if it was transparent. So, translucent, I added to the list because it was on a list of words that said uh they were hard to pronounce. So, translucent. Um my light right here has a nice translucent cover on it so that it's not as bright as it would be. Q. So, it's just like the letter Q. You get in a Q, you line up in a Q. We don't use this word in Canada a lot. We usually just say line. Oh, there was a huge lineup but you could say, oh, there was a huge Q. Um just one second here. Let me check something. Um I'm hitting all the wrong keys again. I'm just checking if there's a different um Yeah, I'm just checking. I was just checking if there was a different pronunciation in British English but in American or North American English, we would say Q. It sounds like in Britain, they would say Q which is basically the same thing. I can't do a good British accent uh but a Q is a line. Why are there so many letters in this word? I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't need that many letters. <laughs> it could certainly be much much shorter but a Q is a line uh usually a line that you stand and wait in in order to buy something or do something. When you go to an amusement park, you might stand in a queue before you get on a ride. A choir is a group of people who get together and learn songs and then perform them and sing them for people. Um the reason this is hard to pronounce is because it starts with ch and ch doesn't often make a qu sound. Choir. Choir. And so, you end up wanting to use either ch or k but it's not either of those sounds. It's choir. Qu. Choir. 
So, this should be spelled with a Q probably. Anyways, acquire is a enjoyable thing to do. An enjoyable thing to be in if you like to sing. You can be in different sections in acquire. You might be in the soprano section or the bass section or the tenors. Um but uh, acquire there were a lot of choirs singing last week for Christmas at various places. Drought. So, here's another one of those words like thought and throughout and thorough where we use the O-U-G-H uh in the spelling. A drought is a time when it doesn't rain for several weeks on end. So, for a very long time, it doesn't rain and things begin to die. We sometimes have small droughts in Canada. Not usually major but enough to make the crops not do well. But in some countries, they will have a major drought and a drought is just bad for people, bad for plants, bad for animals. Um things don't grow if it doesn't rain. So, you certainly need rain in order for things to grow. So, once again, drought. If you think about the word out like I'm going he's going to go out and it's just with a dr drought drought. Scissors. This one is another example of a word that has more letters than it needs. It doesn't need the letter C as the second letter and so people sometimes accidentally try to pronounce the C but these are scissors. When you need to cut some paper, you use some scissors or a pair of scissors. Has anyone seen the scissors? That's a common question in our house. We have a pair of scissors in our kitchen in the same wooden block where we have knives. We have a nice pair of scissors. Uh, and it goes missing every once in a while because scissors are super handy when you need to cut some paper, when you need to uh cut something open. It's nice to use a pair of scissors in order to do that. Silhouette. Probably from a French word. It looks very French, doesn't it? A silhouette is the outline of a person that you can see when there's a light coming towards them and you're behind them. So, you can see the silhouette of this tree because the sun is shining on the tree and you're standing back here. So, you see its silhouette. This is not a shadow, okay? This is not shade specifically but this is when you see you can see the silhouette of a man. You can see the silhouette of a park bench and you can see the silhouette of a tree. A silhouette has no color. It's generally very dark gray or black. Um I was gonna try and recreate that but I don't think I can. Um but here you can see um because the sun is shining in the distance, you can see the silhouette of a man with his cane but you can't tell what color his clothing is and you can see the silhouette of a bench and the silhouette of a tree. Unique. Again, a word that isn't actually hard to pronounce. Unique. Unique. This yellow ball is unique. All of the other balls are blue but this yellow ball is unique. It's one of a kind. So, mostly I would say this word is hard to know how to pronounce if you've never said it before because of its spelling. So, here's an interesting one. In North America, we say clothes. Um the things you wear. I'm wearing clothes today. Good thing. It's important to wear clothes. It's proper and in a civilized world, people wear clothes. In North America and in Canada, we say this the same as to close a door, okay? I am wearing clothes 
this morning I oh I'm going to close the door. Okay. When I get in the van I like to close the door. When I get up in the morning I put my clothes on. If you are in Britain though, if you are learning a British pronunciation, you do hit the th a little bit. Clothes. I I don't. Never do. It's always clothes, you know. Uh I have to wash my clothes. I have to do the laundry. I have to hang up my clothes after I wash them. The th sound is not pronounced when I say this word. Need. Sometimes we have silent letters. So, when you make bread, you need to knead the dough. I just used two versions of knead there by the way. N-E-E-D. You need to knead the dough. Should I put that in the chat so you can see it? You need to knead the dough. And then dough itself is maybe a little hard to pronounce. Um sorry, I got distracted for a sec here. Um uh when we make bread though, we make it in a bread machine. So, the machine needs the dough for us but it's an important step in the bread making prog- process. Uh you need to make sure that you um let the dough rise and then knead the dough once or twice depending on the type of bread you are making. Ricochet. So, if you are familiar with when a gun fires a bullet, if it hits a hard surface at a very shallow angle, it might bounce off. It will ricochet. So, again, look at the word ricochet. We're pronouncing a lot of things differently than you might expect. First of all, ricochet, ricochet. So, the O has more of an ah ah sound, ricochet. And then the CH is making a sh sound. So, ricochet. If you watch old westerns when they're having a gunfight, often you will hear bullets ricochet off the buildings around the people. Or if you're watching a movie where there's a shootout, you might hear um bullets or you see a little dent show up in the wall beside someone and the bullet will ricochet off of the wall. So, ricochet. Probably a French word. Fluorescent. So, most of our lights are LED now but we do still have some fluorescent bulbs. Um by the way, I spelled this word wrong the first time. It's U-O. This is correct but even as an English speaker, I made a mistake and then uh Google auto-corrected it for me. Uh a fluorescent bulb is a tube of glass filled with a gas that can emit light when electricity goes through it. That's the basic non-scientific definition um but it's fluorescent. Again, you really just make one vowel sound fluorescent at the beginning. It's two letters U-O but it's just fluorescent. The same as you know my chair is on the floor and this is a fluorescent light. Sorry, it's actually this is actually an LED light right? I'm pointing here but um fluorescent. Pneumonia. So, I think near the beginning of the lesson we talked about stethoscope and I said a doctor can use a stethoscope to listen to your heart or your lungs. Uh maybe even your stomach a little bit but if you have pneumonia, it means you have fluid in your lungs. It means you're very very sick and a doctor might use a stethoscope to listen to your lungs to see if you have pneumonia. Another word where the P is silent. You don't pronounce the P at the beginning. It's simply pneumonia. Um I had pneumonia years ago in 2006. I had pneumonia. 
um, really badly. It wasn't good at all. Um, I was, I was off work for a long time then. I tend to get sick. I should stop doing that. I should try to uh, not get sick. Receipt. Here is a receipt from Walmart. I think this person bought a printer. Um, there's a silent P in this letter, receipt. The receipt is the small piece of paper that you get when you buy something. Yesterday, I was at the mall and I bought something and on the screen, it said, do you want to print the receipt? Do you want to receive the receipt via email or both? And I selected both. I thought that sounded like a good idea to get the receipt via email as well as a paper copy. February. (coughs) Excuse me. So, there's an R in here and some people do say it but most people don't. February. February. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. February. I sometimes, you shouldn't do, I sometimes say February to be funny. Okay? Um but most of the time people will say February. You will sometimes hear people say February but it's February 99% of the time if you hear someone say that month, they will say February even though there's an R there. It's kind of like um we just decided it was too hard to say the R so we say February. Penguin. I don't know why this is on some lists of hard to pronounce words. Penguin. 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 I think for most people learning English, this should be fairly straightforward. Penguin. Um penguins by the way live in Antarctica. They don't live in the Arctic. I think there's only penguins at the South Pole. Um but penguins are these uh bird animals that eat fish and swim in really cold water and uh, there's a whole movie about them, March of the Penguins. I think I watched that a long time ago but it was a good movie I think. Uh penguins. Uh they're cute, right? Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.